I'm Batman. Join them as they embark on a journey through pop culture, sharing the good news, everyone. Hello and welcome to Good News Geek. John here with you and so is Matt. Matt, how are you? I'm good. It's good to be back in the studio. It is. We are separated by distance. Yes. I'm in the, we're both in the naughty corner. Yes. So that we can observe the 1.5 here in South Australia. But well, I think it's uh, Australia-wide actually. Some countries it's two metres, some it's, you know, whatever. Yeah. So And, and some, they're just ignoring it, so. Exactly right. Yeah, but um, I think our numbers speak for ourselves. Uh, only four deaths in South Australia. Yeah, we're doing well. We're doing well. Things are starting to reopen. Yes. The uh, gyms are opening. I actually, this is completely off topic already. <laughs> uh, last weekend, Saturday and Sunday, I went out twice. I oh, went my out, God. I went out for dinner on a Saturday night. And you I went, went out? out? For, I, I know. I, Did you is, see people? I saw, well, his family. doesn't really count. Well, they're not really people. No, they're not really people, especially <laughs> not my family. No, but I went out I went out for dinner on a uh, on a Saturday night to a, to a restaurant. Oh my God. Uh, and I went out for breakfast on a Monday morning to a cafe. Amazing. Sunday morning. And it's it's incredible. It's, it's well, more than I've gone out in the last year, even before the quarantine. <laughs> well, my wife and I, we went out to the Barossa Valley, which is a wine region here in South Australia, just to get some coffee and have lunch out, just to get, you know, get out a bit. And uh, it was wonderful. And people were friendly. Yeah, that's the weirdest thing, isn't it? It was weird. We I mean, wanted to talk to you. I know, like, and it's I, I don't want anybody near me <laughs> no. because, you know, it's still, I mean, just in general, I don't want people near me, but yeah, exactly uh, right, even especially now. Yeah. So it's, it's weird that everybody's so happy. Yeah, and in case you've just tuned, tuned in, this is Good News Geek and we are a pop culture podcast, but yes. this is very much part of our lives at the moment. So, uh, yeah, we will diver, uh, diverge now into the task at hand, which is what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about Justice League, the Snyder Cut. Big news there. We're also going to cover, best we can, Mandalorian Season 2 because everything's just rumour and conjecture at the moment, Matt. And you're going to take us through about a million games that you've been playing? Yeah. uh, It's been a while since our last episode and as we've just said, you can't really go out much, so uh, there's been a few (laughs) games played. A few, yeah. We'll, a few. We'll one, see, one or two. Or we'll 20. see what your definition of yeah. few is shortly. And I'm looking for a new computer, so we'll talk about what I found with that. Given that, uh, compared to an old man, I'm tech savvy. Mm-hmm. Compared to young people, I'm a fossil. Mm-hmm. And that's had a few challenges, and I've had my eyes opened significantly. So we'll discuss that in tonight's episode. So we'll kick off. We'll kick off with Justice League, the Snyder Cut. Yes. This is pretty big news, Matt. It is very big news. I didn't think any cool thing could make me excited about Justice League, and I was <laughs> correct. This hasn't made me any more excited about Justice League. <laughs> what I find fascinating is um, I thought it'd be one of those things that people have always asked for, but mm. never will get because of circumstance and, and things like that. And studios not wanting to throw money around on something they've already released. I was surprised, to say the least, when it was announced. Obviously I was, on, yeah, I was surprised. On HBO's new platform, mm. and they want to be the premier DC platform, which I personally don't understand, but there you go. Uh, I guess they're spending money, they may as well get you know, the most out of it. Mm. Ben Affleck is a fan when he heard. So I have, I have a tweet here that he's written. He says, I'm very excited that Zach's getting a chance to finally see his vision realised. I think it's a great thing. I'm really excited for the fans to get to see it. And I want to say thank you uh, to the fans because it was their enthusiasm and their passion that made it happen. Without fan support, I don't think it ever would have happened. I love Zach and I love his version of the movie and I look forward to everyone getting a chance to see it. So he's pretty positive. Yeah, that, I mean, that does give you a little bit of confidence. And I mean, just as a completely humorous reason for me to watch it is I'm just 
possibly going to be imagining Superman as the Witcher the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's going to be hard, actually, because um, he was great in The Witcher. He was much better as The Witcher than he was as <laughs> Superman. So, Yeah, but, you know, I guess we only see kind of a window into mm. that world and why things are the way they, that they are and stuff. So it'll be interesting. So on a personal note, I'm still very sore about the fact that Ben Affleck is not Batman. Because I think if there was anything good about those movies, I thought Ben Affleck did a pretty good job. Yeah. Particularly when he was beating people up. Yeah. He was savage. You know, that was that was a, a ferocity you haven't really seen so much. Yeah, and it was also good to see Batman actually getting the snot beaten out of him as well. Like, you know, in a fight, he's sort of getting beaten up and then you see him take the costume off and he's covered in bruises. Yes. And he's just a regular guy and it was good to see that. Yes, and that's that's one thing that, you know, he's not got superpowers. It's one of the things, I guess, when you see these memes and whatnot about the Justice League that it's always made fun of. You know, he's not a superhero. He's just a guy in a suit. But I think that's what makes him more relatable. And he's a guy in a suit and he's pretty disturbed and he goes out and does these, does these wonderful things. The question I had, and I, I, I've spoken to you before we started recording, I was writing out these notes about what was happening. It was just going to start off as a, oh yeah, this is a good thing that's going on, you know, unexpected and you know, pleasant surprise, blah, blah, blah. And then I started thinking too deeply on it, as I often do. Yes. And as you stated, uh, we have a lot more time on our hands these days, which is a dangerous thing, particularly when you have uh, a podcast and people listening. So I'm just wondering, will this actually correct the disappointment of the first cut or will this lead to greater bitterness from the fans should it fall short of their expectations like a second time? Because, you know, for me once... You know, they're saying, fool me once, shame on mm. you, fool me twice, shame on me, that sort of thing. It's like, will it, will it hurt more? I don't know. And is it truly a win? Because what will the consequences be? Does this encourage bitter turds everywhere to whine incessantly every time um, these fan fiction grade oh, wannabe experts uh, don't like what they see? And I should clarify here, I do encourage opinion. I have many opinions. Yes, we do. We, ha- we all have and, very strong opinions. Yeah, and, and I'm happy to speak them out just like I am in this instance. And I encourage everyone to do the same. You, you can dislike and rebuke, uh, but in the end, it's the filmmaker telling the story and do we have a right to tell them how to do it and then expect them to listen? And I'm just wondering if this will encourage or enforce that sense of entitlement that some fans have. And I'm not talking about normal fans that just don't like things. I'm talking about haters out there. And, you know, I should say, I mentioned fan fiction grade wannabes, but uh, I don't have anything against fan fiction. I'm talking about the self-serving personal fantasies that people put online. Yes. Not, <laughs> not the good stuff, because yeah. obviously there are some excellent fan films. In fact, there are fan films out there that are far better than what the studios produce. But I just wanted to point out that many critics are critical on what is produced but it's not necessarily helpful in any way. They don't like add to the property. They just whine that their personal fantasies haven't been played out on the big screen. And I'm talking about people that, you know, you could call haters, like I said. Um, it's not about people that don't like something and make it known. That's okay. Yeah. I do that. You do that. We exactly, all do that. Yeah. Um, but it's just about how we go about it. To me, haters are just, they just damage whatever it is that they're meant to be fans of. So they're, they're, they're not offering critiques or suggestions or building up the whatever they're talking about. It's, it's about pretty much schoolyard bullying over the keyboard on the internet mainly. And I just think that hurts the fandom. I think back to how the, you know, the, the reception of hardcore fans to the prequels back when Lucas still had Star Wars firmly in his grasp. Yes. And that was quite negative. And... Now look what's happened. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, the, the prequels turned out to be not so bad. Yeah, exactly right. Okay, let's use this as an example. Uh, the Last Jedi, the character Rose. 
the character sucked. It did. It was a it was a bad character. Let's be honest, yeah. right? It sucked. It had absolutely zero resonance with me, and I thought that the character was a waste of space. Right? I also know though that some people find her character rewarding somehow. I don't know how, but I'm sure there are people out there that like her. I'd happily tell anyone that will listen, however, that this is no reflection on what the actor was doing who played her. Like, yeah, exactly. Is, she, she did a good job of playing the yeah, character. It was just that... The character sucked. Yeah, we, we felt the character <laughs> didn't need to be in the movie. Yeah, that's right. And that's the thing. And her performance was not an issue for me. Uh, certainly, um, who she is as a person wasn't something that I had issue with. And if anything, it was the writers and the directors and those that are responsible for um, making her play the character that was really the disappointment. To see the violent, disgusting attacks on the actor... The real person that's response, you know, to the character that she played, which is just a job, let's be honest, you know, when it's all said and done, outside of the universe, it's just a job. Yeah, exactly. I mean, an awesome job. To see that was awful, you know, and, you know, I'm not going to get political about this, but I just think it's just a, a shitty thing to do. It was absolutely disgusting what yeah. happened to her. Um, and it is just terrible that it, it happens more than once. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, I think it's put a stain on the Star Wars fandom mm. that, you know, while, while we've always been critical, and that's, that's the best thing about Star Wars, you can dissect it and pull it apart because there's so many layers to it, and we're hard to please, we were still at its heart good. And I believe that is still mainly the case. But it's just those very vocal minority that ruin it for everyone. And that is what I hate about haters. They add nothing and they spoil everything. And I think you can dislike... Without the hate, and I'm not. Oh, most definitely. You know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't like the Last Jedi, mm. but I'm not wanting Ryan Johnson to. I'm not telling Ryan Johnson to go kill himself. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It, there's a line, people. Yeah. yeah um, and I think that sometimes it's really easy to to kind of overstep that line. It's especially with the age of the internet and being able to say whatever you want and have it reach thousands and millions of people. Mm. Just it, there's no real accountability anymore. No, like you know, if you saw him, like if you walked up to to Ryan Johnson and you saw him, you know, in the shops, and you said, "Last Jedi sucked. You should die in a fire." <laughs> you wouldn't be able to get away with that. No, you'd have but, your ass kicked. If yeah. you, well, if you're if you're my height, you'd have your ass kicked. Yeah, even by Ryan Johnson. <laughs> exactly, but because you're behind the safety of your screen. Yeah. And, you know, that you know there's no way that you're ever going to be in contact with this person because they're a famous director or a famous actor or famous whatever and you're... Not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a, in a, you know, in your basement. And, <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah, there's just not enough accountability for it. It just it gives people more courage than they deserve. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's, it's like you said, you know, once you're behind that safety barrier, um, you can afford to be the worst kind of person you can be. Yeah without consequences. And, you know, this is in no way a slight on the fandom because I am a passionate Star Wars fan. If I don't like something, I'll say so. Mm. I'll say it on this podcast. Yeah. I'll say it to my friends. I'll say, look, don't bother going and seeing that. It's a waste of time. Yeah, exactly. It's a big pile of turds, whatever the case might be, you know. Um, I'm not saying don't have opinion. And I'm not saying don't argue it with passion. What I'm saying is just don't be a jerk, mm. you know. So, anyway, that was a bit deep. It was a little bit, all especially was, for us. All I was thinking about was Justice League and, and you know, in the end, I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm actually quite excited because I, I, I thought Justice League was okay the way it was. Okay. Not great. Not good. I, I thought it was pretty terrible. Not awful. Because I still haven't re-seen it. I, I, I've got no, I've no love it, to rewatch it. I've seen it twice, mm. but that's because 
my love for the characters kind of overwhelms my distaste of the movie itself, if mm. that makes sense. I enjoyed it. It wasn't brilliant, okay? And I truly hope this new version improves it. But if it doesn't, that's okay. Uh, because Justice League was okay. And okay is okay. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Not, not every movie's going to be a winner. No, no, it's not. And definitely, because, <laughs> you know, people like different things in different movies and taste has always been subjective. Um, and this is no different. And I really love the fact that we can, you know, the internet is kind of, it brings the best of us and the worst of us. So you have people that um, are more aggressive or more feral, whatever the case might be, because of the their identity is protected and, you know, they're safe and sound in their home or wherever they are. Um, but also people can use it as a platform to talk about things like we do and actually add to pop culture rather than actually dismantling it. Because if it becomes, you know, and I, I hate this term because I hate all these sorts of terms like toxic behaviour and all these newfangled things, but it is kind of bringing a, a degree of unpleasantness yes. um, to the fandom and it doesn't need to be there. And I know, I know it's only a few people, uh, but that can that can really change people's opinions. And, and then what you get, the, re, the response to that, the reaction, is that you get the other side of the argument pushing back even more. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, yeah. and so then you have people in StarWars.com with mugs that say uh, fan man tears and they're drinking mugs at that, you know, which I thought was a bit shitty too, to be honest. I yeah. thought that was a bit too far. I felt that as an affront to me, even though I wasn't involved in all the hate. And, and that's what I think I disliked most about it is it dragged me, it painted me, tarred me with the same brush. Ooh. And uh, I, I took that a little bit personally, to be honest, because well, Star Wars to me isn't just a movie. Ooh. And, uh, no, it is a movie, but you know what I mean. Well, At the end of the day, it's a movie. Yeah. If you've taken but, it personally, then obviously you should jump on Twitter and uh, and attack them. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And, and tell them to die. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try that next time. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. That would be turning to the dark side. Yes. You know, anger leads to hate, hate leads to suffering. We don't want to do that. We don't. <laughs> so still in the Star Wars area, because, you know, it's kind of my thing. Mandalorian Season 2, there's been a lot of rumours and things like that circulating around after the fantastic success that was uh, Mandalorian Season 1. Yes. So you've seen it all, haven't you? I've, I've seen all of Season 1. I was quite happy with it. Brilliant. Quite happy. From you, is that a really good thing or is that kind of a... Eh, uh, thing? I mean, that's, 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 I liked it. That's, <laughs> there was nothing wrong with it. I just I wasn't massively excited about it. Mm, mm. I think maybe you should have stayed home tonight. Very possibly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Yes. Could use more lightsabers, but that's only because I'm a, a Jedi fan. Not even a Jedi fan, just anyone with lightsabers fan. Yeah. Except, well, the Darksaber was in there. The Darksaber was in there. Yes. So, oh, spoiler, spoiler alert, yeah, by the uh, way. It's been, uh, it's yes. been long enough. <laughs> it's way past the, the, the statute of limitations for spoiler alert. Yeah, that's in there, obviously, but I've always liked the Jedi and lightsabers, and hey, it's like the, the galaxy's greatest weapon. You know, that was really good. I liked how it brought things and made it more gritty and realistic. It was like a Western Star Wars. But uh, look, there's lots of rumours around talking about uh, who might be making appearances. So there's rumours that Ahsoka Tano... Will that make would an appearance. make me more interested. Will it? Yes. <laughs> okay. I, like, I love the Ahsoka character. The only thing I was thinking about, though, was we are so used to Ahsoka's voice. Yeah. Being one particular person. To hear or just, you know, see and hear Ahsoka that's completely different. I don't know whether it'd be jarring. And I don't think they'll dub over it. No. So. They would have to find somebody that's very similar. Or maybe can put on the voice to make it sound yeah. good. Yeah. But, because, uh, you know, I, I just, that, that voice, like, I was reading the Ahsoka Tano 
novel. And mm-hmm. when Ahsoka spoke in the novel, the I could hear her voice, yes. you know? So it's really synonymous with that character for me. So that might be a bit jarring, but we'll see how we go. Boba Fett is rumoured to be making an appearance. I don't know if that's yes. been confirmed. Now, I haven't double-checked. It's been a crazy couple of months with everything going on in the world, and I haven't done my due diligence in this regard. So be forewarned. And if you know what's happening, make sure you let us know on our Facebook page and tell us to get a grip and do our research for a change. But Boba Fett's been rumoured to be um, involved as well, which... I mean, Boba that's Fett. exciting. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, the Mando, I'm not sure they're coming up against Boba or whether uh, they team up. Either way, it's going to be pretty awesome. And I've got to say, this the Mando is probably one of my most favourite Disney-era Star Wars properties. Not the most favourite, but certainly one of them. Yes. I really liked Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a great movie. For, uh, pretty much for the same kind of reasons I like Mandalorian. It's a bit more rough and tumble and without being just ridiculous. And the fact that, you know, you're able to get some more, I'm, I'm lax to say gritty, but more of a hard fought victory where there are consequences. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't good guys win by the skin of their teeth and everybody's okay. And stormtroopers can't shoot. Yes. It was actually, no, they actually can shoot. Yes. It's only because they were the heroes of the last film that they survived, but these heroes you've never heard of, so we can get rid of them. Yeah. So it's a bit more realistic in that sense that people actually paid the price of war with their life. So I like that realism. If you can yes. associate that word with Star Wars, that's probably the closest you're going to get. Yeah. And also Ezra Bridger from Rebels. Mm-hmm. There are some whispering that perhaps we'll see him because at, at one point, of course, Soka goes to search yes. for him because yep. he disappears. So that'll be interesting to see how that gets worked in. If it gets worked in, of course, this is all conjecture we don't know what they're going to uh, dedicate to the um real people universe of star wars what's it called live action yes rather than animation but uh, it'll be interesting to see and so that has me hopeful yeah i mean they all these characters so far we've been talking about are official star wars canon still so yes. there is hope that they will appear in it there's many many examples of uh, the real exam or the the real characters, the, the live action characters appearing in the cartoons, and also some of the cartoon characters appearing in the live action. Um, uh, Saul Guerrero from um, exactly. Rogue One yeah. was uh, from the Clone Wars. Yep, definitely, exactly right. And uh, you know, with the games as well, because that's probably something we can talk about later. But um, it's likely that this month EA will be announcing their next Star Wars release. Yes, um, but we'll discuss that later. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know. It's exciting times, and given that Mando has already been greenlit for a third season, anything is possible. There is a great series on Disney Plus at the moment that talks about The Mandalorian. It's pretty much like a roundtable discussion between the actors and the directors, and it covers different topics. And I I heard something that completely changed my opinion of Star Wars Episode One. Okay. Dave Filoni, who worked on that movie with the holy um, creator said something about the duel between Qui-Gon Jinn and Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. That completely changed my opinion. You may know that the piece of music that plays when they're fighting is called Duel, duel of the of Fates, the Fates. Yep. Right, which is a pretty bold t- title. You know, uh, fate is mentioned a lot in Star Wars, um, particularly by Darth Vader, you know, talking about, you know, about how people are destined, you know, their destiny and things like that. The Jewel of the Fates is a pretty bold statement for a character that just lasts one movie. So how is that important? Mm. What Dave was saying was that it was Qui-Gon Jinn that identified Anakin as being gifted with the Force. It was Qui-Gon Jinn that believed he was the chosen one and identified that possibility with him. It was him that took him 
to Coruscant and was willing to stick out his neck once again, as he often does, against the Jedi Council to have him trained. Mm -hmm. And he was probably the only Jedi that could have trained Anakin in such a way that may have prevented or would have prevented his eventual fall to the dark side. Because Obi-Wan was far more rigid. Yes. And certainly towed the council's line about, well, basically everything about attachment and things like that. These are all the things that Anakin struggled with. Whereas Qui-Gon, though not being a radical, was certainly not mainstream and may have been able to deal with that. So Filoni was actually saying the reason it's called Duel of the Fates and the reason why that duel between Darth Maul and Qui-Gon was so important was because that was literally the battle for Anakin and the fate of the galaxy. I see. So when Qui-Gon was killed, uh, Darth Maul did more than just kill a Jedi. He killed the hope that Anakin would not turn to the dark side. So that's why it's called Duel of the Fates. The fate of the galaxy was at stake from that one duel. And when I heard that, and that's coming from the creator, saying Mm -hmm. that's what we were trying to do, and that's how it relates to things, just blew my mind. Like, cue the explosion. You know, that that, um, gif with the guy. It's like... I'm like, wow, I can't believe I'd never thought of that before. And that completely changed. Okay, so you still have the boring chats in the movie. That's not going to change that, (laughs) right? But it kind of puts that entire duel. It's not just a really cool duel with, you know, spinny stuff and whatnot. It actually had real consequences. And they were actually talking about the segment where, in the segment of this show that has all the Mandalorian creators and that, um, they were talking about the movies, the, the fights, the lightsaber jewels had some serious stake stakes at them all the time. Mm. They weren't frivolous. None of them were. They were all there to give us an extra piece of the puzzle, to move the plot forward, and it had real consequences. And that duel, other than revealing the fact that the Sith are indeed active, was the Jedi lost the battle there. Mm. And that's what he's trying to say. That's why it's Duel of the Fates. That's why that duel is important. And that even though Obi-Wan won... He only won the battle at that point. So, and of course, we know that he didn't even bloody kill him. (laughs) So, you know, it was another failure of Obi-Wan, if you want to put it that way. So that was good. Don't you besmirch the good name of Obi-Wan Kenobi? No, I love Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's my favourite. He's my favourite. I try and get, I was looking at personalised number plates the other day and it's not available. So I'm a bit upset. That's okay. So yeah, that's really quite interesting. It's it's interesting what you can learn when you look at it through different eyes. You know, sometimes as fans, we can be so stuck in our own thoughts of what things mean that when the creator said, well, actually, that's not what I was looking to portray here. This is what it means. And that completely spun me around. Yeah. It can definitely add more when you know more of the big picture. Mm. Um, I've, I've had this argument with many people about the prequels that everybody says, you know, they're terrible. They're terrible. And I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before that the reason why a lot of people sort of our age think they're terrible is because they're kids movies. They're designed. Yeah targeted at kids and we are no longer kids exactly yep um and that's you know definitely one of the reasons why we had issues with it but also yeah like you said with that sort of stuff sometimes ideas that the directors and the creators have don't always translate yeah they don't always translate well into the movie and then when you find out more stuff like this it does sort of give you a, a better idea when you go back and rewatch it or even just thinking back on it yep um it, it does sort of complete the picture more gives you more puzzle pieces yeah and that's kind of what the expanded universe did for a time, it gave you yes. more more of that kind and of. That's, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I've said this before on the podcast. That's my favorite thing about Star Wars was the expanded universe. I mm-hmm. loved the books and the games and just everything that was in it. And when all that sort of got tossed out when Disney bought it, I was 
Livid. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't. I wasn't really livid. I was just sort of lost so much interest in Star Wars as a whole. Like I still, you know, read all the books and everything like that. And, yeah. But then when somebody says like, "Oh, but this is the new canon," I'm like, "Is it really?" <laughs> yeah, that just you know, like all the all the after the Battle of Endor stuff um, with with Tarkin yeah. and but all I thought, the books. I'm like, eh. And I initially had that thought as well because I wanted to get into the books because at that point I hadn't, but it was something that I was looking forward to sinking my teeth into eventually at some point. But then I thought about it a bit like comic books. You know how sometimes they kind of re- reboot yes. things because the longer you write something for, the more it kind of traps you in as a writer. Most definitely. Yeah. So I take it as a bit of a refresher and go, okay, the legends are legends now, whatever, whatever you want to call it. To me, that still happened, but so is this. If you want to call them alternate universes, yeah, go right ahead. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, at the moment, I'm just reading the new canon because you've got to start somewhere and because the materials in the legends are just so thick and rich, I'm never going to be able to get through that. Yes. I won't be alive enough years to be able to get through that at this point. So we do what we can. But, uh, yeah, that, that show, I can't recall what it's on. It's on Disney Plus and it's about The Mandalorian and they discuss different topics as they go through and it's been really eye-opening Ooh. and... Uh, Oh, gee, it's just fantastic. In fact, you might get more of a kick out of that show Definitely than The Mandalorian yeah. because it gives you, like, uh, background into Star Wars. And when I was watching that, I all of a sudden found that I didn't dislike Kathleen Kennedy as much because all of a sudden you do see, actually, she does like Star Wars mm. and she does know a little bit about it. So it's interesting. It's good to see that. I'm not sure I'm completely sold on her yet, but... Um, mm. because <laughs> That's right. And I'm sure you will remember the name of... Uh, the show and put it up on our Facebook page for myself and uh, the rest of our fans that might still be with us after uh, after that rant we've just had. After that hours. rambling, yeah. 30 minutes of rambling, here I was thinking that, oh gosh, I don't have a lot of things to talk about tonight. We're we going to get there. But yes, just drift off topic and we'll absolutely get yes. there. Uh, yeah, so make sure yeah, you jump onto that Facebook page and let everyone know what that show is if you know it. Perhaps they can do the work for me. No, I'll do it. <laughs> Given the, given the lack of um, preparation for this show, I think maybe I can pull out all the yes. stops and put one post up. Very possible. I mean, this is definitely the most prepared show we have ever uh, ever had. <laughs> I don't know. Last show was really prepared. I, I did a document template in everything. Yes. Oh, my gosh. But t- I tell you what, this one has felt more natural to me. So who knows? Maybe less work equals better product because we speak from our hearts rather than from our heads. I don't know. Hmm. So we'll drift off Star Wars for a moment. You have been using this period of time of isolation to your advantage by playing a lot of games. Yes. Sorry, you said a few games, Just didn't a couple. you? A couple, Just a couple of games, yeah. So please, enlighten me on what's been keeping you busy. Well, so I've mentioned before that my friends and I usually get together and we play games together online, but they have the attention spans of two-year-old children. Right. So... We generally get a game, we play for a couple of weeks, uh, and then we move on to something else, which is exactly what's been happening. Um, we've been on a bit of a kick of uh, old survival horror crafting sort of a game. So uh, the first one we were playing for a while, which is, oh, I reckon it came out in 2013. So, you know, not a new game. Oh, yeah. Um uh, Seven Days to Die, which is a sort of a zombie survival game with Minecrafty building. Okay. Which I've been telling people to play with me for many, many years, and now suddenly everybody's like, oh, this game's great, let's all play it. 
Yeah, so. I've been telling you that for years, guys. <laughs> I've had this. I've had this discussion with them. Trust me, I've let them, I've let them know where they have been wrong. Oh, good. That's what good friends do. Yes, good friends don't let things go. <laughs> no, no. Uh, so yes, we've been playing that for quite a few weeks. Actually, um, the only downside is it's all sort of locally hosted games. So whoever creates the game has to be there for us to join in. So okay, yeah. If they're not there for the night, then we're like, well, should we just start a new world somewhere? And then we uh, start again. Then you've got to decide on which one you want to continue on with, which is a little bit of a downside. So yeah, we we played that for a few weeks it's quite a lot of fun then we went on a slight tangent to a game called the forest which is a another survival horror game a little bit of crafting not quite as much but much more horror yeah um, okay where so you do know you've got to get all these dates and things right when they come out because oh we have some uh, you have some, a fact checker yeah listening right yeah, now with some, some eagle-eyed uh viewers oh, eagle-eared uh, eagle-eared owl-eared because owl mm. owls have better hearing yes yeah <laughs> With, uh, with not much else on to do at the moment, so I'm sure they'll be double-checking this. <laughs> and rewinding it and playing it back and taking audio bites, yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so The Forest came out roughly around the same time, within I think a couple of months they sort of all came out, as well as I think Rust at the time. But yeah, so The Forest is essentially you're on a plane flying and it crashes on an island full of cannibals and weird Unfortunate. monsters. Uh, and you're trying to work out exactly what's going on and who's kidnapped your small child that I'm sure is perfectly safe with the cannibals. Absolutely. And not, it's, just, it's a mere appetizer. Yeah, not, not already dinner. <laughs> um, that one was a record for us, actually. Uh, one session we got out of that game before we moved on to something else. Was it that good? It, it's actually a really good game. It's just that um, something else then came out and people got distracted. Um, ah, something shiny. Yeah, something shiny. It, it, it really is. We are a bunch of magpies. Um, <laughs> Uh, we've tried a game called... Now, this is the confusing part. There was, there was two games, one called Population Zero and one called Generation Zero. Okay. Population Zero, I believe, is a game, another sort of survival game, but this time it's against mechs instead of uh, zombies or cannibals. Okay. So, What about zombie can- cannibal mechs? Is that the next one? That might be the next one, mm. yeah. Uh, this one we got a couple of days out of. <laughs> okay. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of this one. It just... The, the leveling up didn't really seem all that good, and it was a little bit glitchy. It's definitely not a new game. It's a few years old at least, but, uh, yeah, not really much to say about that one other than I wasn't a fan of it. Um, you played it, and you weren't impressed. I, I played it, and I moved on pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's I'm trying to think what else we've been playing still. It's always when you get put on the spot, it's yeah. hard to remember these things. You know, like your diehard cast that you still haven't put on the Facebook page. I thought I sent that to you. Never mind, I'll... I'll uh, <laughs> I'll double check that one tonight. That's right. We're not airing our dirty laundry, you know, for everyone no, to hear or anything. No, I know. That's all right. Oh, yeah, I'll double check that I sent that. But yeah, other than that, we've been still playing a little bit of Borderlands 3. Um, there's been some new updates for it. You were speaking before briefly about Star Wars games and before we started, we were talking about Star Wars games. I'm actually yeah. going to start that again because they've brought out a new game plus for it. So you keep your items and I believe powers and you go through again but you not the powers it. not the powers i started playing mm. and that is so frustrating you yep. go to use a, a force power on someone it's like oh didn't work and see, I've, I've started the plus game over and i've increased the difficulty on it to be more of a challenge yes and it's frustrating because all the the force secrets locations you have to go and find them all again and even though you know where they are as you go through you can't get them all the first time around, yeah, you, you haven't got the powers. You can't yes. do double jump. You can't do... <laughs> that makes it slightly less interesting for me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think that's been the biggest um, gripe people have had with it online. Yes. And it's I mean, great. You can have a red lightsaber. Fantastic. That's wonderful. But what I'd really like is to be full powered at the beginning. Yeah. 
but it will kind of break the game a little bit. Yeah, you've already played it once. What's the what's the harm? In what's it? the harm? Yeah, yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, so there was another um, Star Wars game related news as well, Matt. Uh, yes, a new one coming out soon. There, there is also, a new one, an, an announcement. Uh, yeah, there, there's about- going to be an announcement. I've been checking every couple of days, and I haven't heard anything more about it other no. than to keep an eye open because it will drop at yeah. any point. And I, I read an article this afternoon. I did do some preparation. Give me some credit. Uh, I read an article this afternoon and it is saying that this month it is anticipated that EA will make an announcement and um, the actual uh, studio that made The Last Jedi Fallen Order has just made a new Twitter account. Mm. So whether that's preparation for major announcements, I don't know. Given the success of the original one, uh, I think maybe they're going to ramp it up a little bit. But all we know, well, all we believe at this stage, it's going to be a major announcement. We don't know for sure yes. that it's going to be a major announcement about Jedi, but maybe something else. Because there was that other game in development prior to Jedi Fallen Order. And I believe that the direction of that game has changed somewhat, but there is another game in, pro- in production other than the anticipated sequel to Jedi. So it's anyone's guess at this point. That's it. So really all we can say is that there's an announcement for an announcement that's going to be announced soon. <laughs> Via the usual channels of announcement. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so keep an eye out on those channels of announcement. You probably won't hear it here because by the time uh, we roll around again, it'll be everywhere and probably old news by then. Yes. But it'll probably be something to discuss, though, as to what we're mm. hoping yeah, from if, it. Yeah, if I see anything pop up, I will uh, just link a... a, a release or an article or a new story to our Facebook page just so people can read up on it Um, because I know we do have quite a few game and Star Wars fans uh, and some of them even cross over to both. Yeah, exactly. Like me. Although I can't really call myself a gamer. I'm a bit lame. I have a six-year-old computer. That sounds almost like a segue. It does sound like a segue. (laughs) (laughs) So my desktop PC, which is a uh, desktop gaming PC that I bought six years ago from Harvey Norman, Right, so you know it's a prefab thing. Don't at me, all right, guys. I know I'm I'm not a purist, all right. My skill level doesn't, you know, reach the required level, God level, as is required. So I need a new computer because I play The Sims. Like it's my guilty pleasure, right? Because I like to fantasize that I actually have a life that I like. Uh, <laughs> so I'm in The Sims, I play my fantasies out. If if not for that, what else would you? Why would you? I don't understand people that don't cheat in The Sims. If you don't instantly give yourself $9 million, why are you playing? Oh, I know, right? There's My no wife toils with it. I'm like, games are meant to be fun. Hmm. If you're going to simulate, you're going to simulate good. Anyway, so that's another tangent. I don't want to talk about The Sims too much because I don't think there's going to be too many people out there that are big fans of The Sims. So just just you and my eight-year-old daughter. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, I can give her a run for her money. So a new computer is definitely required. Yes. And this the hint was is that in the last update of my video card software, it had a like a, what would you call it? Just something you can see all the different settings and it, and it can recommend what the uh, optimal settings are for certain games mm-hmm. that you have installed in your machine. And I had a look and the graphics on The Sims is turned up high not ultra ultra is one of the levels don't go crazy on those sims now (laughs) no just high and i said oh come down there you're right on the borderline to exploding the thing so i'm like okay i'll turn it down and then it was like hey why don't you turn this up so make up your mind so clearly things aren't going well my video card is old and decrepit and i've had issues with that video card from the time the computer was new 
But being the noob that I am, I didn't know what was going on. So I just decided to put up with it because I didn't game that often. And it only appears when you, when you play games. <laughs> Funnily enough. Funnily enough. Yeah. So I just kind of ignored that. So I've, I've been looking around. Now, I paid two grand for the other computer and it was just the machine only. No peripherals, no keyboard, mouse, monitor. Had to buy all those separately. Right. So that was the most hardcore I've ever been. I actually had, didn't come with a pack. <laughs> And it wasn't made by IBM. I looked online because that's really all you can do at the moment, shopping. Well, it was at the time yes. when I was looking a couple of weeks ago and found that for a comparable machine these days, you're looking at three grand. Yes, unless you build it yourself. Unless you build it yourself. And I did consider that for around about half a second mm-hmm. because, okay, my other computer, the fan busted, right? And it's a, a encapsul- like it's a pre-fitted, pre-made water-cooled device it was. So I went out and I bought a new one, made sure it would fit, things like that. And I took out the old one, put in the new one, and I felt like some kind of computer genius. Oh, my God, I have done something. Except after I finished it and put the box back together, one of the fans annoyingly ticks because it (laughs) strikes. It now strikes one of the supports. (laughs) <laughs> and and stupidly it's not even the fan that I replace it's the fan on the power source and I can't work out how that happens <laughs> and it only happens when you first start it up when it warms up and obviously um, things expand and yep. whatnot uh, it aligns fine <laughs> for that first three minutes it's I'm like <laughs> What have I done? How did I manage that? So you can imagine what someone at that skill level could do if they're building a machine from scratch. So I was just having a look and I learned so much just having a look what was out there. And I saw how the sneaky ways that places like, okay, I won't name names here, but how retail stores that sell computers and may do it on interest-free terms, how they make the computers sound more impressive than they are. Oh, yes. And so you look at the fine print and go, oh, okay. But I had a look on the uh, manufacturer's website and they have that machine, but with far better internal components. Uh-huh. So you think you look on the manufacturer's website, if you don't look hard, you think you're getting that awesome machine and actually you're getting a built down version. Yes. Or and- you're getting the machine with the two generations ago previous processor instead of the current one. Which, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. Or, you know, um, <laughs> components from wish.com. And you don't want that. I thought that was pretty uh, cheeky of things. And, um, yeah, so that kind of threw me off a little bit. So, yeah, I found that a little bit um, annoying because what it meant is that I couldn't just look at uh, things quickly and go, oh, yeah, that sounds good. We'll put that in a short list. You had to really read everything. There's so many things to consider. And then you go, okay, well, what level of solid state drive? And some of them had a, a larger solid state drive, but then the processor was worse. And then she's like, can't you have all the good stuff? Or, or, at least, or at least partially the, the good stuff where yeah. it matters rather than I'd rather spend more on – you know, the processor and, and things like that, uh, and the video card, because of what I want to use it for, than, say, a really fancy box. Do you know yes. what I mean? So, yeah, and you came up with a, an option. I did come up with an option. So I think it's a great option. I, I think maybe you should share this option while I tremble in the corner. I think for the amusement of the masses <laughs> that we should buy the parts and watch you build it. We will film it. I can offer uh, outstanding advice. Uh, and you can plug your business. Yes. No. <laughs> uh, and uh, and I'll be there to, to help if required, but we'll let you do the brunt of the work. Mm. And 
see if we can get a functioning computer out of it. So, you don't need to be a computer expert to calculate what could go wrong and what the stakes are if you do something a bit wrong. I'm sure it will be fine. <laughs> no, because I, like, follow the Thermal Take and all sorts of component manufacturers on Facebook and they make memes about people doing the wrong thing. So I've I've, I've seen what they talk about. I know that those things are bad things, even though I'm not a computer god. I will consider it. I will take it under advisement and I will discuss with the treasurer of my kingdom, mm-hmm. uh, the wife, uh, who is also the king, queen, and every other royal aspect. Mm. I am Judge, the jury and executioner. Yeah, definitely the executioner. Yes. Um, and I will consider doing that. It would certainly make for an interesting thing, I think. It will. And just to put this out there for your treasurer, it will also be cheaper. It will be cheaper. So, yes. although perhaps I could go, well, maybe I spend the same but get something far Even better. better. Yeah. Mm. It's very tempting. It is very tempting. It's it? very tempting. Oh, well, I'll have to think about that. Speaking of computing, though, I'm having issues with my bloody modem router, which I've discussed with you. Yes. Um, the network is not liking my attempts to make the home smarter. There's a, I won't say the word, but there is a smart speaker in here. There's one in the bedroom that isn't used for nefarious purposes, I can assure you. Um, it's because... The way our bedroom's set up uh, and our stupid bedside lamps, you kind of have to get out of bed to turn your lamp off rather than just turn it while you're in bed. Mm-hmm. And who wants to get out of a beautiful warm bed? Oh, not me. Yeah, so I just say the activation script, which yes. will activate the speaker. I don't want to say it now because otherwise it'll go off its head at me. Uh, and I get it to turn off the light. Of course. And I, I discovered a real cool thing. I'm a fan of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm a fan of a lot of things, but Harry Potter's one of them. And I just decided one night, instead of telling this smart speaker to turn off the bedroom lamp, I just said... Bedroom speaker, Knox, which is the spell from Harry Potter to extinguish your wand light. Mm -hmm. The lights turned off. Of course they did. It was awesome. It was magic. And I thought, if this was run by Apple's version of smartness, that would not have worked. No. Because Siri is so boring. The one beginning with G, I won't say it because it would go off. The one beginning with G is fun and comedy and, and tells pretty good jokes. And Siri is not. Siri used to be fun, but now she's just gotten boring. She is boring. Yeah. Because I think I've, like, cause I've, I've had various different phones, Apples and Androids all the way through. And I, th- I thought I remember her doing those sorts of things. She, being, she used to be. Fun. I remember. I've only ever had one iPhone, um, which was the first device that came out with Siri. It was a iPhone 3S. Yeah, um, that was my first iPhone. There you go. And I remember a joke going around, which I tried with my Siri, uh, which was to say, hey, device. I'm not going to say now. Because <laughs> the phone Because <laughs> you've got the phone there and other people listening might have the same phone. Um, <laughs> oh, that's true. We could troll them. Yes. Uh, hey, device, uh, <laughs> where can I hide a dead body? And Siri, very helpfully, would pop up with local um, uh, rubbish dumps or, uh, you know, wetlands and stuff like this in your local area, which was very, very kind and helpful of Siri to not knock on you like that. Um, <laughs> That's right, yeah. But unfortunately, I uh, had a friend that got a phone a few years later after I'd already moved on from uh, from the iPhones, and I went, oh, look at this, and I tried it, and it didn't work. They've uh, removed that option. Just, I don't. I don't know if it's back or not. But no when I fun try to happening last, at Apple no, is there. It's no. all. It's all business straight down the line. That's it. 
Once uh, <laughs> once Steve uh, departed, I think they... Uh, Lost their sense of humour. Yeah, very possibly. Yeah, well, that's a shame. Well, I can't believe it. I'm, I'm currently looking at our recorder and we have been gas bagging for 49 minutes. Yes, this is the most rambling episode we've <laughs> ever had, but it's probably the most flowing as well. It is. It's been the most yeah. fluent. And i got to apologise to you, our listener, because this is going to be like 50 minutes of... Of just gibberish. Very possibly. On that note, though, do let us know whether you prefer the more segmented versions that we've been doing, or if you liked this more free-flow chatting, catching up version yeah. of the uh, the podcast. Absolutely. Because, you know, obviously we're going down one direction, but if you prefer this, then that's I'm all for that because it does make it's, editing it's far less, easier. Yeah, it's a lot less work for us. So. <laughs> exactly right. Um, yeah, so let us know in our Facebook um, page or even comment um, through our Podbean account. You can do that as well. Uh, and let us know which you prefer. Do you prefer the more segmented, more organised version? Or are you just happy to listen to two windbags bang on about hmm. their fandom? Um, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it too, yeah. <laughs> but we have reached the end of everything I was going to talk about tonight. We were going to talk about a, a topic called continuity versus creativity, but uh, we weren't sure whether we are going to get together in person. Um, but... Uh, we have been able to do that, but didn't do the preparation in case that wasn't going to be yes. possible. So I think we'll call it at night there. Matt, thank you very much for joining me in person. Yes, it's nice to be back, definitely. It's, um, you know, from the comfort of your own home is nice, but the quality is just not quite there and that the conversations just didn't flow as well. Yeah, exactly. So make sure you um, give us a like if you like what we're producing. Let us know how you feel about the podcast on our Facebook page. Yes, check out the Facebook page, check out the Instagram, the Twitter, the Podbean. All the usual all, suspects. All the social medias. Exactly. We're, we're the grinder. <laughs> That might be your social media. No, no. Like I said, in my household, the wife's the king, the queen, the everything. So I don't do anything. Okay. So make sure you drop us a line. Let us know how we're doing. 